Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. That's why I don't like my guys picking up checks. They don't understand. Right. You know, um, yeah. So after everything's all said and done, we put maybe three, $400 in the bank. After everybody's paid, insurances, light bills, truck notes, the tire that you blew out when you hit a curb today. Nathan Downs, what's happening, babe? What's up, Fence King? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Mr. Uh, Radius Fence, protecting your Radius podcast. Man, I'm glad you hopped on here with me today. Um, you've been uh, suntanning down in the Bahamas, I heard. A little bit, yeah. Right. Getting you know. some, getting my tan on. Yeah. Did you? Oh. Um, did you? Did you go get like a fake tan and stuff before you went? So, no. I know. I know a lot of you whites like to do that. I, I'm. I'm more all natural, all natural stuff. But I think my wife and daughter may have embarked on that journey before going down. So, yeah. I was just curious if you did the whole uh, fake and bake deal, and then I was going to ask you, did you do it like in the buff or? Did you have tan lines when you got out? Oh, no, for sure. See, y'all that wear like clothing anywhere, when you do it, you just got to go all the way. I mean, I, I the white spots on my body, I don't already don't appreciate. So if I'm going to pay for someone to spray me or get in a tanning bed and stuff, I'm going to have to do full body, man. It's yeah. not a roll. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> so, it just got real. Yeah, got really, really strange. Amazing. I'm now picturing Dom Delwee's Captain Chaos naked. Jesus Christ. All right, I got to go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, um, nothing, man. So, you know, you and I, we were texting back and forth a little bit the other day. And one of the things that came up that I, I wanted to talk to you about was the sacrifices that we make as business owners and the sacrifices that we make when we're trying to accomplish the goal or the thing that's in us that's hungry or, you know, wanting to do better for our family and ourselves, and build a legacy. And you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that goes into that. And I feel like I know in my world, my friends, my family, and sometimes even Pepper doesn't understand that what I'm doing, I'm doing for her. I'm doing for us. I'm doing for our future. And it's, um, it's tough, man. It really is. I, I get tired of hearing, uh, oh, man, it must be nice. Well, okay, yeah, so I flew first class, and you flew coach. Well, you know why I flew first ca- class? Because I busted my fucking ass every day for the last six months and didn't do anything, and now I'm staying in the best hotel, and I'm flying first class, and I'm enjoying life. Um, yeah. You know, and it, there's nothing wrong with flying coach. There's nothing wrong with, you know, Stay in a regular hotel room. But you know what? I want to reward myself, and that's how I reward myself, you know? Um, yep. You know, so there's a lot, man. I mean, how many how many ball games have you barely made it to just in time before your kids show up or you're, you're, ha- you're preparing on the drive there for plays? Because you, you coach football, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a real tough 
a tough go, you know, it's usually like what you just said, Dan, you know, you're on your way to the game and my preparation is literally like the drive in or something. And it's, it, it makes it extremely difficult, but I, I think we have to remember that the, a balance there that I always try to remind myself. And I learned this from one of my buddies, Chris Royce. I've known him for 20 years and Chris was very diligent. He's a, he's a business owner has been for like said 20, 25 years. But like Chris's story, he's from New York and Chris's story, like he often would remind all of his buddies, all of us, he'd say, hey, just remember <laughs> the amount of creativity and effort and energy you put into things in your business. You need to take some of that and put it into your family time too. So I really like when I'm limited on family time, you know what I'm saying, man? Like I'll look at it from the perspective of what, what energy can I put into this to make it better or, or to give the same effort in that time, mm. um, that I'm giving the business, you know? So if I'm going to block out, like, especially during the summer, I try to block out six to nine, like 6 PM to 9 PM mm-hmm. where it's just for family stuff. And I, I really diligently try not to work. It's mm. hard. But yeah. Especially like this week, I just got back from vacation and mentioned it. We had a big uh, windstorm, 100 mile an hour sustained winds. I mean, they haven't classified as a tornado yet. You go through Tulsa, it's a tornado. It's an EF1 tornado or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the time that people are dragging you, like dragging out of you, is really hard if you don't isolate that just as much for your family or for whatever activities you want to do, man, if you want to go have fun, if you want, you know, block it in your schedule, make it like dedicate to it, use that energy. And and like I said, creativity is a big thing. I think, Dan, and that's where you like what you mentioned with the working on plays and strategies for football games in the car in between, like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. exactly what I have done and you have to do as a yeah. business owner. It's uh, and my problem is I'm an, I'm a black and white guy. I'm either in or I'm out. So my issue is is when I do decide, all right, I'm ready to take my business to the next level. I, I dig in and I start fading out of uh, out of society and burying myself into fence king. But then I come out of that and I'll go a year of just enjoying life, and then I dig back in. And you know, Pepper and I have had these conversations where. I'm like, look, I need you to understand the next six months is nothing but work, okay? So um, make plans with your girlfriends. Y'all go get brunch. Y'all do this. Don't ask me to go. I've got shit I got to do. And if you're going somewhere and I can go, I'll be like, hey, can I tag along? Because yeah, that's just my personality, you know? Um, sure. And I'll be out. I'll be a socialite, huge social life. And... uh the next thing you know, I'm a hermit and I'm sitting in front of a computer working on whatever I'm, whatever's eating away at the inside of me that I feel like I need to get done, you know? And I, I think, Dan, that's something that is inherently like the trait of a business owner, right? And there's a book that I'm going through right now and it's called Your Next Five Moves by Pat- Patrick Bet David. And, um, he said something that I've heard before, but it just reminded me as I was going through it. He mentioned, you know, there's entrepreneurs, there's entrepreneurs, and then there's people that just want to have a job. Mm-hmm. And, y- you know, we've talked about this before, but 
there's so many people that desire the the fruit of being a business owner, mm-hmm. but they don't have, like you're saying, they don't have that bulldog mentality. They don't have that drive, that ability to isolate, focus, get things done to be to be that success. Mm-hmm. And um, when, when the book's talking about your next five moves, when it was talking about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, I think we everybody has to look inside themselves, especially right now if you're listening to this and you you have a job or you're working for another company or something, are you really, like genuinely sit down and look, are you really cut from that claw? Like, do you really desire the things and sacrifice good to one day have great? And it is so hard, right? But like, it is so freaking hard to do that. But there is room in every organization for entrepreneurs. So that means to take ownership of things with inside of an organization, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you don't own your own thing, but you have a part of a company and it's your baby and stuff. And that's where I was before. I was an entrepreneur inside of the company that I worked for, but I always knew that I had the entrepreneur gene. Like, you know, I have that drive and that sire, mm-hmm. but I was fine for a period of time, like I said, eight years. I was an entrepreneur to prove to myself in the marketplace that we could take something from nothing, develop it into a multi-million dollar division of a company, push the company three times the size of what it was the day I walked in. And now that's fine and great. But at the end of the day, what were my goals and my family's desires? Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't to be an entrepreneur. But if that's what someone listening to this is, man, that's awesome. Because, bro, I want a dozen entrepreneurs working with Because how awesome hey, is that? Be? Man, like, I was the same way. Saying? When every job that I've ever had, I've been the entrepreneur. I owned it. Um, I was the guy. Not, and I'm not saying that in, in a boasting way. It's just they knew they could count on me. They knew I was going to be there every day. They knew I was going to make the sale. They knew I was going to make it happen no matter what needed to be done. They knew I'd come in early. They knew I'd come in late. They didn't have to ask. Yeah. Because I knew it needed to be done. And I've always wanted to be the best at what I've done, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple entrepreneurs that work for me now, and I don't even think they realize that. Yeah. But as being an entrepreneur, you know, I think one of the, the difficulties that I that I deal with is the, you know, I mean, I catch a lot of slack from my friends, man. You know, oh, Dan's too busy, you know, try, uh, Dan's too busy over there making money or Dan's too busy doing this. But, you know. We got a friend of ours that's in medical school, and we rarely see him, and nobody gives him a hard time, mm-hmm. and he's doing the same goddamn thing. He's doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm focused. I'm getting done what I need to get done because I got an end goal, and I want to be a doctor. So you know what? Y'all go out and have fun, but I'm going to be home studying, or I'm going to be doing clinicals, or whatever, whatever he does. You know what I mean? But when we do see him, we have a great time together and we hang out. And sometimes he's like, hey, look, I just got a few hours. I need to take a break from studying. Y'all want to go grab a bite to eat? And then we'll go grab dinner and have a drink. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. Nobody gives him a hard time, but he's doing the same damn thing I'm doing, you know? So I guess it's kind of under my skin a little bit today. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I think, I think Dan, what is happening there when people do that is that they're... 
there's another book, surprise, surprise, um, called The Dream Giver. Uh-huh. And, and that book has a, has a part at the beginning of it where it talks about your comfort zone, right? And it talks about your family and your friends and how all of our comfort zones overlap, right? Like we have, like imagine we're all on a bunch of trampolines, but some of our trampolines overlap each other. Right. So you, as an entrepreneur, as someone that's like has a desire to to go outside of your trampoline or make it bigger, right? You're like, shake, you're jumping up and down and shake. Well, what is that in here? When you think about that, that visual, right? All of your friends and family members that are connected to your comfort zone, mm-hmm. it starts to rock their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So naturally, people become uncomfortable when you're making yourself uncomfortable and reaching towards something bigger than yourself. It'll automatically with all of our friends and family. So I, I used to think it was a jealousy thing, but then I realized that most of my friends were very comfortable being in the position they were in, right? They had a good job, very stable. They just kind of wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. have fun and slide by and like, that's cool, right? Yeah. Like those are the kind of people I hung out with, right? But then I realized as I was shaking my comfort zone, it was making them uncomfortable. So where they either had to move or assist in what we were doing, right? And unfortunately, most of the time, what you'll find is if they're not cut of that same cloth, they'll just like, they're right. like all right, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I can't hang around Nathan because he makes me uncomfortable because he makes me question like, well, am I not doing enough? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't do what I do to make you question yourself if you're getting things done. Or you're pushing yourself. I, I don't really care because I'm your friend, right? Right. But then unless tell me, Dan, like I like like you and I, we were talking we were talking about this off air, you know, eating better. Like if you and I have a desire to get in better health and we decide and choose what we're going to intake, like what we're gonna put in our mouths, then if you tell me that, Dan, and I hear you say that and I tell you that, we now have the uh, we should have the ability to hold each other accountable to that, mm-hmm. right? So it's not an uncomfortable thing. But if you tell me that, and I'm like, man, I ain't doing that. And then you continue to talk about, man, I'm eating healthy. I lost 20 pounds. You know, I lost another six pounds here. Da, da, mm-hmm. da, da. I, as your friend, if I'm not in that same mindset, I'm going to be like, all right, this dude's bragging. You know, like, yeah. does that make sense? So, so I'll, I'll either and gravitate towards you and ask, me, hey, what can I do to help or or I'm going to slowly distance myself right. and pull myself away from it. You know, that's funny, man. I saw a TikTok the other day and um, this guy goes, he said something about being sober. He had been sober for a few years or whatever. And he goes, and when I first got, when I first was like, all right, I'm going to get sober. Somebody was like, well, you're going to find out who your real friends are, you know? And uh, he goes, at first I was like, okay, whatever. He goes, but it's really all bullshit. He said, if I had, if I had a snowmobile and me and my buddies went snowmobiling every weekend and then I sold my snowmobile, well, my buddies don't call me because I don't have a damn snowmobile anymore. <laughs> right. He goes, so those people, they're still my friends. We just don't hang out like we used to. He goes, and it, it was just a, it was a really, it was an eye opener for me because I kind of thought the way he thought, the way mm. the thought process started, you know? You'll find out who your real friends are. But he's like, I, I, I don't drink anymore. So those people drink. 
And the ones right. that, you know, he goes, so they don't want to be around a guy that's not drinking. I get right. it. You know, I, and I don't think that means you're not a friend. It's, exactly. Like you said, it's a distance thing. Like it's like if you it's with anything. If when you, when I had kids, I had a whole group of friends. Ashley and I had a whole group of friends that we hung out all the time together up mm-hmm. night, every weekend together. And as soon as one one couple in the group had kids, they were out. Mm-hmm. And then the next they were out. And mm-hmm. then slowly whittled down to there was just two couples. But it started with six. So there's 12 of us that spent an insane amount of time together, but our lives changed. And it was not that we aren't friends today. We see each other. We're like, you know, like family, right? But, yeah. you know, there was a period of time where we spent all of our time together. And then as life styles changed, it just grew, you know, you just grew away from grew it. Grew away from so, it. Yeah. 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 Definitely, man. So that was kind of what was on my mind today, bro. You it's know, good stuff, buddy. Yeah, man. I, I think I think the big thing for anybody listening would be to take away from that is, you know, you really need to look inside yourself and, and find out who you like, who you are and, and who you want to be. It's it's actually OK to be a first officer, a first mate. I, I think in society, we, Dan, we put too much pressure on people to be the alpha. Yeah, you got to be the leader. You got to lead strong and, be you know, uh, lead from the front and stuff. But uh, Although that is true, there's something to be said specifically about people that are the first follower. Like, how much power is there in that being like, like, let's use Dylan, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So you're calling the plays, you're the head coach, and Dylan is like the assistant coach. And the better that Dylan is at being a cheerleader for the plays you're calling, for pushing the team to implement the changes that you're making... That elevates Dylan, whether he knows it or not, right? But, but it does elevate him. And that also gives more credibility to him with his peers because inherently we as, you know, as homo sapiens, like we as human beings, we, we have that pack mentality, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many of us that want to be like, yeah, we're on our own. You know, I built this. That was a big thing. A couple presidential cycles, uh, uh, presidential election cycles ago, right? Yeah. You know, like I built this, you know, we'll, we'll, or do we all build this or how did it? But when you really break it down and look at it, there's every organization and every community, everybody has their part to play, right? So we have to like remember that there really is so much power in the entrepreneurs, in those first followers to make sure that our visions as the business owners are are being you know progressing for you know they're yeah. not just dying and, and sometimes floor. those entrepreneurs those assistant coaches almost take the role of the coach in in periods and times you know yeah i'm sure you saw that when you were doing uh when you were working at that other fence company and doing all the the commercial and and the access control and stuff it was almost like yeah i'm i'm a team member but i'm kind of I'm I'm the head of, I'm the leader of the team within the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so those guys take the the head coach role, you know, Yeah. even though they are an assistant coach. So, yeah, yeah, man. So I think I'm coming out of a a season right now. Um, It's been uh, a little over a year. Well, shit, it's been longer than that. Um, Hurricane Ida came through 
in the end of 2021. And we were nothing but work. Now, granted, I, I didn't, I had a lot of social time into there, but it things started winding down in my, my social life because we had, you know, enormous amounts of business. And then, um, then we came out of, uh, out of that into the beginning of 2022. And around this time last year, you and I had a call. It was, uh, asked me about my day number 13, man, which by the way, That's I right. looked. It is our number third, number three, our third top listen to uh, podcast, and um, here we are a year later. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm in a different place, literally, literally, literally in a different place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy, man. Ron, the consultant, called me this morning. He's like, "All right, man, you know, get your numbers together this weekend." I'm like, "Well, you know what? I decided I'm not I'm not working today. I'm going to go ahead and." Uh, do some stuff for some honeydews, get some things done around the house. And Pepper's like, what? Huh? You know, and I'm in a total different place. The business is kind of settled in. Um, I'm finding out how to make decisions, hard decisions, make those decisions easy, which is a big deal. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, I got to let a couple guys go Monday because we have to make strategic business moves and not because we don't have work. It's just that we're 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 doing something a little different and it's like all right so dylan's like who are we gonna let go i'm like well that's easy let's pull up the spreadsheet who's been late the most who's had call-ins the most but all right these guys gotta go you know uh so uh yeah so we're gonna let two guys go monday unfortunately and that's a tough thing to do but ron the consultant made it a little easier for me on how to figure that out but we're, we're, we're coming into a new area, a new, a new era. And Pepper calls me a hermit. I'm like, I'm coming out my hermit. You know, I'm, I'm going to start focusing a little bit on life and, and the business has gotten to a place where I feel like it's kind of on autopilot. So I can take a little woosah, man, and breathe. So, yep. uh, I yeah. think, I think a couple of weeks ago when you had, um, Robert Whitaker on the show. Uh huh. And he was talking about the base camp idea, like yeah. to go to the summit base camps, man. That's Everybody a, needs to go back and listen to Robert. Can you imagine? So, so good. Dude. That show was a great show. Great show. Um, I don't remember what episode that was. I'm going to look it up right now while I'm talking to you. But that was an amazing show with Robert. And the downloads on it, they're just not what they need to be. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, man. It really is. Um, it was it was an amazing eye opener or visual on how you should be looking at things. Yeah, and um, it was nice, man. I'm trying to find the show real quick. Uh, I hear. It. I thought. Yeah, I was going to say. I you know, just as Robert was talking about all that stuff, I, I think it it comes through different too, coming from. Someone like him who's, who's developed and built, developed and built, developed and built, you know, over and over again. And now I know he's into the, you know, um, into the coaching space and doing yeah. some of that stuff as well. But, um, that idea of having, and, and Sean, the first time I heard that in our industry was, was Sean King years ago. I want to say it was like four or five years ago. I saw it on a YouTube video and he was talking about, no, well, it was talking about balancing the books, right? Mm -hmm. Doing his P and L's and his balance sheets. 
And he said, and he was going through talking about, uh, you know, like leverage buying and how to use credit in the business sense. And, you know, Sean had mentioned um, he would go one year all profit. So amass as much as he possibly could. And then the next year, spend everything. And then the next year, you know, and, and I say that by strategic spending, right? So like, Definitely. but it was an interesting concept of it's very similar to what Robert was talking about coming from two different angles at the same idea, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that we're going to have growth periods and we're going to have camp periods or, mm -hmm. or periods to, to level things out and let things catch up to themselves because as everyone's been talking about that, and if you're in any type of growth pattern right now, you know that it is always lopsided. I mean, we feel that right now. I mean, my money is coming in and going out at breakneck speeds that you're, most people would probably puke when they see the dollars going in and out every single day for such a young company, man. Like it's a, it's a lot of money. You know, we went over 2 million in revenue and we're doing all. So, I mean, now the numbers getting last year, when we were having this conversation, you know, it's like 10 here, yeah. 10 grand there. You know, now we're 100 grand here, 150 grand there, you know, like, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. You know, like it's just magnified. It's 10 X or more, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but, yeah, that, did you find that episode? That yeah, it's so good. Yeah, episode eighty-three. Um, nice. The the name of the episode was uh, "Is it time to scale?" I believe. Hold on, I uh, clicked off of it. But Robert gives some really good golden nuggets, man. Uh, is it the right time to scale or not? You know. Yeah. And and work. And and it was it was tremendous, you know. And and maybe you should be asking yourself these five whys first was the name of the episode and man i, I listened to it a couple of times i li a matter of fact uh it's funny i listened to it uh what's today saturday so i, I listened to it like wednesday i had an episode yeah. drop wednesday i didn't even listen to that i listened to <laughs> to robert because there's a lot of so, golden yeah. nuggets in that episode and it should be one of our one of our biggest downloaded episodes man it really should and i i've got robert here in the next couple weeks he's gonna be on uh my show and we're going to be going even deeper into some of these concepts mm -hmm. because i've been talking to him and writing down questions and i'm like well let's get into like the the real like the roots everything like we've we're seeing what he's building but i want to really like like go down and find the tap roots of each one of these tenants these ideas mm -hmm. and go into that so I'm, I'm excited about that because what you started with that like, I want to really get Robert to go like in the weeds all the way down. Like, so we're going to be digging in some dirt, getting in some stuff. So exciting. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Sean King was, uh, one of the ones that inspired me to even start thinking about getting a consultant. And it's not because he's doing consulting. It's because of a video I saw. And I think it might have been a my salesman video that he was on and they were asking him questions and he mentioned about having a consultant and that mm. you know he met his consultant on thursdays at one o'clock and if he didn't have done what needed done before he went there he was freaking out and then he realized well wait now i'm actually having to be accountable to someone i've never had to be that yep. and that's why just having someone to be accountable to is for a business owner is a big deal yep a lot of the same a lot of golden nuggets come out of uh, th those old videos from Sean. Even, I mean, the new ones, obviously, but you go sure. back and watch some of those old videos yeah. when he was learning 
what he's teaching now, that in itself speaks volume that, hey, you know, it, it works. So he really believes in it. Yep. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's sustainable. Uh-huh. It's something that can last over time. Because how many things do we see right now that are just dropping a bucket, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I got this idea and it just kind of peters out in six months. It's like, okay. Yeah. And then someone else has another idea. I got this great idea, Dan. Check this out. Three months later, it's dead in the water. You know, you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you were talking and you were talking about growth earlier. I wanted to mention this. I know we're backtracking, but yeah, man, we've done like uh, like 88, 88% of last year's sales already. I've done this year. Jeez. <laughs> it's insane, man. That's and awesome. here I am thinking I'm I'm slow last month and I really wasn't. And here I am thinking I'm slow this month, but I've done, I looked at it yesterday. I've done like 81% of last, I'm 81% more than last year at this time. So all that hard work I put into, I got, I got my doctorate. I'm a, I'm a doctor now, right? Right. Yeah, all all exactly. that time that I was studying and couldn't hang out with my friends. So yeah, so now I'm going to go enjoy life a little bit. And, uh, and I'm also working on my health. So that's going to make, enjoying my life the way I used to a little different, but I'm cool with that, man. Yeah. And, and I think, I think kind of close that thing up, that thought process there, Dan, anybody that's working for someone else right now too, especially in the fence space or construction in general, right? Mm -hmm. You got to remember that it's easy when you're out there sweating your butt off, digging the holes, you know, building the stuff to be like, well, it must be nice to be Dan and the AC making all the money, da da da. But there is, we have to remember that it's all every dime that's brought in is profit, mm-hmm. right? First, which I think a lot of people, especially as employees, you can get that confused. But just remember, there is sacrifice that you'll never see, and if you don't see the sacrifice happening and all those things coming, like, but but there is fruits from everything. You need to look back and go, is this like that would make me question, am I in the right place? You know, if I'm out there, you know, sacrificing things for me and my team within an organization, but the organization isn't going the same direction, like we're going two different ways. Okay. Do I need to make a change? Yeah. And, and if you need to make a change, then you need to put the things in place to make that happen. You need to start talking to people. You need to do that. But. If you're working for someone or working with someone that has a vision that you can fit your, like what you want to have happen within that, man, have those open conversations, um, with your owners, with, with the leaders and stuff. And, and if you're not working for a leader, you're ready, you're ready to move on. Yeah. (laughs) They're out there. Fine one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great point that you mentioned about, you know, Employees not realizing that every dollar coming in is in profit, you know, that's a, that's a, that's something they don't understand when they pick up that check for you. That's why I don't like my guys picking up checks. They don't understand. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So after everything's all said and done, we put maybe three, $400 in the bank. After everybody's paid insurances, light bills, truck notes, the tire that you blew out when you hit a curb today, you know, all that good stuff. And and the other thing I wanted to mention too is, is and Pepper and I have had this conversation. I'm like, look, when you clock out at five o'clock, you're done. You, yeah. Your mind went from, from this to, okay, 
I've got to get home and uh, get dinner done and work on laundry. You're, you're done with work. I don't. My work's calling me at nine o'clock at night, and that's not customers. That might be uh, an employee calling me. Hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. You know, or it's my fence life. Somebody calling, wanting to talk about something that'd be on the show, or you know. So, yeah, well, five o'clock, she's done. Right, and then she doesn't right. clock back in until eight, 8 a.m. You know, it's like, boy, I, I it must be nice. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden we flipped. And they said, "Well, they're you, they're going must be nice," and you're going, "Yeah, it must." Be nice. You know, yeah. everyone's at, at odds on that. I, I I think it's just a healthy thing to talk about that and just make just remind everyone out there. You know, when you see these things or hear them, like there's more to it, and there is. I mean, if if that's what you desire, if you want the finer things, if you really want to get. You these big goals, these big, you know, results. It's going to take sacrifice, and it's going to be a step away from security. And no matter what, I, I kind of, I don't know, Dan. I'm kind of, kind of the opposite of this a little bit because of the massive amount of success we've had so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still say, you know, just the same reason we've got the podcast and talking to you today. As you know, because when we met, I was still working for the other fence company, Mm -hmm. right? So it was already there. I just hadn't put the plan and the actions in motion, Mm -hmm. right? If that makes sense. So if you're already doing things, if you're already an an entrepreneur like Dan was, like Dan, you were talking about at your old jobs. Mm -hmm. If you're already doing those things, you're the first one to show up, the last one to leave you know, working on the weekends, you're working at night, you're doing all these things, you have what it takes. Now you just need to figure out what are your goals? Is it going to work where I'm at? If it's not going to work where I'm at, what things do I need to put in place to one day make a change, make a transition? Is there another organization within my marketplaces or somewhere in the United States where I'd be willing to move to that needs someone like me? And if we start asking these questions and stop thinking that we're the best, but then really let our results speak for themselves. Cause I could sit here and tell you like, Oh, I'm the best, you know, salesperson of what we do in my market. But then I start to look at the results and I go, yeah, okay. The results say that. Right. It's like, right. sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Well, I mean, my, the numbers actually probably speak to that case to some degree, you know, where one person can do as much as five people are. Well, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so be aware of that. Just, let's, but I, I'd love people to listen to this and like internalize that and start asking some tough questions of ourselves. And if you don't know, you got to have a coach, uh, a coach consultant, someone speaking into you, some mentor in your life. So if you're not a business owner and you're not looking for a consultant or a coach out there, but you're wanting to go to the next step, start asking questions, start contact well, Dan, contact me, you know, like find, find, find somebody and they don't have to be paid. Right. I, I don't pay Matt Warner, but you know what? Matt will call me out in a heartbeat because yeah. we had that yeah. relationship and we built that relationship. And the first time I met Matt was when I met you. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. So, man, yeah. but to wrap this thing up and just to kind of recap, you know, if you're a business owner and you're out there and you're grinding and 
you're dealing with some of these things with having issues with, you know, hey, people are like, hey, I work too much. You need to give time for this and that. You know, keep in mind, they're not telling their friend that's out trying to get their doctor to become a, a doctor, be an MD. They're not telling them the same thing, you know. Mm. And and on the flip side, um, some people just aren't built like we're built in the entrepreneur world, you know. And if you're if you're an employee out there, a team member, whatever terminology you want to use, and you're working for somebody, be that entrepreneur because it's going to be rewarded. It's going to be rewarded. You know, I'm I'm getting ready to have a a six year review with uh, my guy Zach and. We're going to reward him, man. He's he's an entrepreneur, you know, and he'll do whatever I ask of him. And yep. those are the guys that they're going to get rewarded for that. So, well, man, it. it was great talking to you, bro. Get stuck I'm a little, now. Like the last time we did a show, I looked like I was in a hospital. Somebody told me <laughs> because I had all these bright lights, and they're like, "Man, you did." Nathan looks like he's you know sitting in Hawaii. So. I went out and did this, and I think, I think it looks Much a whole better. lot better, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't say you look better. I said oh. the, oh, the okay. setup and the lighting. All right, guys. Well, look, y'all uh, y'all keep on fencing, and we appreciate y'all for being here. Okay? Hey, Nathan. Talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye. See you guys. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.